the world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. And secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. And we have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900 or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Good morning, Red Pill family. Uh, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. This is Morning Coffee with Andrea and Vince, live with you every Monday through Friday, 8.30 a.m. Pacific, 11.30 a.m. Eastern, hosted by yours truly, as well as wonderful Andrea Kraft. Give it up, everybody. Yay! <laughs> I'm just teasing. Today's I'm June cheering 1st. for myself. <laughs> that's, that's fine. We're all cheering. We're all cheering. Yay, Yay Today, me. It's June 1st. It's hump day. We're going for it, you guys. Um, Donna over here on Facebook absolutely nailed it. Well, good morning. Let's make a difference and make the changes happen. We can't just stand by and do nothing. That's right. Yes. You can't. spoke to me with that one. Thank you, Donna. Yes. Be the change you wish to see in the world. Right. That's it. Yep. Um, on this show, you guys, we go over the news and events of the morning, financial, world news, U.S. news, Wonderland news, all of it. Whatever's happening, we try to cover it in the morning, give it an honorable mention, and have a discussion on what the heck it means to us. We're just a couple average Joes. We're an average Joe and average Jane here. You know, nothing special. We're just like you. But we're trying to make sense of the madness. So thank you for joining us in doing this. We love to hear what you have to say. So make sure you comment. Uh, leave your live live messages as we are streaming live. Uh, but also on Rumble, you can leave comments um for after the fact that we can revisit and uh we do check those so thank you for everybody who comments and hits those rumble buttons and those likes 
and who shares the videos. You know, if you've got a friend who you're like, you know, I love this friend. I think they might love this show. I'm going to send it to them. Please do. That helps us continue to grow and keeps the ball rolling. We don't have big support from these big conglomerates that are corrupt, crooked, and creepy. So with the help of you guys is the only way that we continue the Red Pill Project's mission of spreading truth and producing these shows and documentaries and events and all this stuff with Joshua Reed. So thank you all so much. Uh, We are forever grateful and uh with that said andrea it's a beautiful day to be alive thank you for being here once again of course thanks for having me as always um very well said by the way i like oh, that thank you we appreciate everybody out there and even if we did have big conglomerates throwing money at us we wouldn't take it because we have morals <laughs> right and, uh, <laughs> i'd happily not accept it <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly um so yeah no it's a beautiful day it's wednesday it's uh, the middle of the week. It's hump day. Yeah. We've got some interesting things. And I just want to remind everybody that as we start going through this news, it is not Friday yet. We do not have parody articles in here. <laughs> everything that you see is an actual legitimate or everything you hear is an actual legitimate article. Oh, <laughs> so no. keep that in mind as we go through Wonderland together this morning. Oh, and um, yeah, Yay just donated a diamond. So... Thank you, yay. And she's got a bunch of coffee cups. Coffee, coffee, coffee. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. And Randy says that it's not cold out today either. Okay. I've actually been outside. It's pretty decent here in Montana. Oh, my so gosh. I think spring has arrived. Second winter is officially over. <laughs> Second winter. Yes, we oh, have that. Lord. We have uh, we have winter. We have first spring. We have second <laughs> winter. And then we have actual spring. So I think we're in actual spring now. <laughs> Holy crap. I've also been told that Montana only has three seasons, um, winter, spring, and road construction. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> oh, gosh. You're not really selling it. I know. You know, I kind of <laughs> like the fact, you know, one of the reasons why we moved to Montana is because it's a really big state that yeah. um, doesn't have a lot of people in it. So okay. All right. Well, I, I'm kind of okay. Selling point. Yeah, I'm kind of okay with there not being a huge influx of people coming into Montana. So Yeah. I there's also bumper stickers here that people can buy that says Montana is full, but I hear North Dakota is really great. So, <laughs> really Apparently North Dakota is pretty awesome. <laughs> oh keep no. Keep on driving right through Montana. There's a lot of shuffling happening around the world here. People move There is. And there's I think gonna be a lot more. Um, as you know, time progresses and the crazies get crazier. So, yeah. Anyway, if you're ready, I say we jump into it. Get this yeah. ball rolling. I just gotta give this a little stir. Give your coffee a little bit of a stir. Yeah. All right. That's good. Um, you know, let's do it, Andrea. It's a beautiful day. Let's go. Let's go. Let's do this. Let's get the get show this on the road. Stuff out of the way because it's ugly. Booze. Stocks <laughs> turn south as data impresses. What? Of course. Stocks turn south as data impresses. <laughs> it's like, see, it's this is not. These are not parody articles. <laughs> 
These are legitimate. This is what the head- we don't make this stuff up in the morning. <laughs> I know the mainstream media is like, great news, everybody. The economy's crashing based on these very positive reports on our financial situation. It's like, what the hell is going on? The S&P 500's down 0.7. The Dow's down 0.7. NASDAQ's down 0.42. Crude oil is at $116. Um, gold, 1845 about the same. Silver, 2182 still on sale. Bitcoin, 31160 about the same. But still, it's in the red. What the hell? But, but they say... <laughs> We had really great reports, really great reports. And um, that's why the stock market's going down. <laughs> yeah, stocks slide after data impresses. Get the hell out of here. U.S. stocks gave up gains early Wednesday following stronger-than-expected readings from the U.S. manufacturing sector and stern comments from J.P. Morgan. That was a very short-lived upswing last week. Yeah, it was. Hey, I think we called this, too. <laughs> you know, pretty soon we're going to be on the same level as Josh would call it stuff. <laughs> oh, no, please. I'm going to have to be careful with what I call. <laughs> this is stupid. This is so stupid. So job openings plunged by the most since the COVID crash, um, but remain stubbornly elevated with quits near record high. Here are just some of what came out today. Job openings, according to third-party trackers such as Ravello, show that total job postings plunged by 22.5%, the biggest change on record. So less job openings, more people quitting. Um, oh, these charts, these charts, these charts. With the number of job openings tumbling, it's not surprising that the number of hires also shrank. Great. Yeah. So that's pretty much where we're at, guys. This, this. We're in a downward plunge cycle that's only going to get worse. And they're not going to be able to hide it. And it's for... decoupled from reality. You have the stock market operating in Wonderland, and you have mm -hmm. the economy operating in Realityville with inflation skyrocketing. And, but the stock market just being like, we're doing pretty good. Everything's okay. Right. <laughs> Things are looking great, which is why their stocks are going down. I think this is part of the mass formation psychosis, I, I, honestly. It is. Well, and people actually legitimately believe what they read. Like, yeah. the, the level of ability to discern truth has shrunk. And it's quite disturbing. Yeah, and I read, actually. or I didn't read, I heard a video that made me feel really stupid but proud. And it was, it was this guy, and he was like, he was talk, a doctor talking about mass formation psychosis, and he was. This didn't make it into our. This didn't make it into our line, but I want to talk about it. He was talking about how actually, usually it's very intelligent people that got that get caught up in this mass formation psychosis, and they want the next jab, and they want to believe everything that that's put in front of their face. And it's some weird phenomenon where it just so happens these highly educated, very intelligent, usually people, are stuck in this mass formation psychosis. And they, they grow in, intolerant of people who don't see their views and all this stuff. It's, it's exactly what we're seeing. And I think the markets are a part of this equation where it's all these rather intelligent people stuck in this crazy reality where stocks only go up. No. No, they don't. And, you know, 
eventually it's going to be a very big downfall, I think. Could be wrong. And there are going to be companies out there that are huge right now that won't survive it. Good. That's the simple truth. That's what needs to happen, honestly. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, So any final thoughts on the stock market? We're going to keep our eye on it. Um, just, you know, be careful with your investments and stuff. And if you, you know, here's my piece of advice, I guess, and I'm not an economist, so don't take financial advice from me, but if it were me and I had a pension fund or a retirement account of some sort, and I was investing my money in there and I couldn't get it out, I would put it in something that is very, very, very low risk, quite frankly. Yeah, if, that's, if, that's what I do. and to support that, if you're holding cash, stop holding cash. Your cash is going to be pluh, kaput, nothing. Worthless. You know, you get some, get some silver, get something that you can retain its value if the dollar <laughs> goes bye bye. It's a very real thing that could happen. And if you're holding all your cash, thinking you're okay, and then that happens, and all of a sudden you're poorer than, you know. Yeah poor then well, you know and here's here's something to think about too if you're like well i don't really want to invest in gold and silver and i really don't want to invest in crypto and i don't want to put it in the stock and i really don't want to invest in and you're like i don't have enough money to invest in property right or real assets and stuff like that go to the store stock up on things like coffee stock up on things like beans take your money and your cash and invest it in real world items go buy some gas cans and stock up on gasoline because with the supply chain issues that we're seeing, regular commodities that people use every day are going to be worth their weight in gold Yeah. when you can't get them anymore. Yeah. I read an article that said that the world only has a 10-week supply of wheat left. Maybe buy some bread, throw it in your freezer. Um you know, buy a bunch of flour, you know, there are things that you can do that you can, where you can put your money that you can get a return on it at some point. Right. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with Uh, silver. I don't think. No, I don't think so either. But a lot of people are hesitant about investing in anything like that. Right. Hmm. Or invest in seeds. Like I'm just saying there's other alternatives. It's hard when you have thousands of dollars, it's hard to buy seeds. It's hard to, actually get that money spent on commodities right. without having a warehouse or something, you know? Cause sure. Yeah. And I think so people cheap. that usually people that right typically now. have thousands of dollars to spend, um, are going to be putting their money into other assets. I'm talking about your everyday average Joe who's got, you know, two, 300 bucks oh. laying, laying around in their safe. You know, they're like, this is, you know, yeah. Buy a gun. Yeah. Lisa says <laughs> alcohol. I agree. It is alcohol. that is a good survival thing. Um, so cigarettes is another thing. You tobacco, know, if yeah. you nicotine, even if you don't smoke, you know smokers. There are supply chain issues with tobacco, and when that hits, <laughs> let me tell you what: those smokers are going to be really wanting their cigarettes. Yeah, and um, so. You're like, hey, I've got something you want. <laughs> you yeah. want something I want. I have cigarettes, give me coffee. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. So it's not anyway. somebody said it's not smart storing gasoline. No, you can no, for short term. 
Yeah, for something that's short term. We're not talking about something long term because, you know, with gasoline, if you buy it now and you get 30 days down the road, I mean, obviously you have to keep it someplace where it's more well ventilated. Um, you don't want to just keep it in your basement. Or in your house. Well, you yeah, know. don't keep gasoline in your house. I don't recommend that. You know, uh, I a like... lot of people store gasoline because how many people have lawnmowers? Right, right? lawnmowers and things that require gasoline and they could use it before it goes bad without having to put yeah. additives in it. I like propane because those things, it's just so easy to store and it doesn't go bad uh, or exactly. as quickly. Also, something else that you does don't it go really bad? want to store in your house. Does no, it ever go I, don't think, I don't think so. I don't think so. But I wouldn't be storing large amounts of propane in my house. No. Either. Actually, I have an empty tank in my house, <laughs> but that's different. And Summer brought up a good point. She says, can't you rotate gasoline stuff like you would food? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, just rotate it out, you know, have it for 30 days. And then, you know, you're like, okay, well, it's kind of like dollar cost averaging, right? You know, when you're, when you're buying something, you bought it for cheaper 30 days ago than it is now. Yeah. And plus there's gas stations out here that are running out of gas. Yeah. So it doesn't hurt to have a little bit of backup. I'm just saying you don't have to keep, you know, four or five 55 gallon drums laying around your property. (laughs) Because it will go bad and then you'll be just like, okay, what do I do with this? Exactly. So anyway, uh, moving on. <laughs> um, Reminder: what? This is not parody. Oh, I'm just reminding everybody: this is not parody. Oh no, something happened. Yes, something happened. California. I I I don't. I'm almost beginning to think that you're a lost cause. <laughs> California court rules: bees are fish protected by Endangered Species Act. I'm just going to read this. It's kind of short. A three-judge California state appellate court ruled on Tuesday that bees are, in fact, fish protected under the state's Endangered Species Act. In 2019, the California Fish and Game Commission motioned to protect four different bumblebee species facing potential extinction, prompting various agricultural businesses, almond growers, citrus farmers, cotton ginners, etc., to file suit. The growers argued that the California Endangered Species Act, CESA, did not allow for the designation of insects as endangered due to the fact that they were not listed in the categories of wildlife when the law was first enacted, per law and crime. The commission countered, saying that the definition of fish can and should encapsulate bees and other similarly situated invertebrates because, in part, it already does in practice. come on! At least one species of shrimp, snail, and crayfish are listed under the CESA. The listing of the Trinity bristle snail is particularly instructive, the commission argued. That's because the snail, the commissioners note, does not even live in the water and was categorized as threatened in 1980. The way the snail got on the list was by being classified as a fish. Since the bristle snail is is a terrestrial species, the commission argues fish cannot be limited to animals that inhabit a marine environment. This is this is <laughs> fucked up. Though a 2020 district court initially sided with the agricultural groups, the appellate court on Tuesday overturned their decision. Quote, we generally give words their usual and ordinary meaning, the court said in its decision. Where, however, the legislature has provided a technical definition of a word, we construe the term of art in accordance with the technical meaning. In performing this function, we are tasked with liberally constructing the act to effectuate its remedial purpose. California courts have routinely ruled over the past two decades that environmental protection laws are of great remedial and public importance. 
and construed liberally, which roughly translates into greater protection for wildlife. With that reasoning, the court argued that the word fish is a legal term of art that previously included a terrestrial mollusk under Section 2607, according to Long Crime. Accordingly, a terrestrial invertebrate, like each of the four bumblebee species, may be listed as an endangered or threatened species under the Act. I've, I, I've decided I'm changing something. We'll see what. Okay, so there's a popular saying that says, <laughs> give a man a fish, feed him for a day. Teach a man to fish, feed him for a lifetime. Yeah. Today in Wonderland, we are changing this. Two, teach a man to fish, pollinate one almond orchard. Teach a man to fish, pollinate the whole damn state. <laughs> so this is... This is what we're doing now. Um, I feel like screaming. (laughs) I woke up this morning. I will just tell everybody this. I woke up this morning. I turned my computer on. I opened up my tabs on my computer. And I went to Breitbart, where this article is is at. And I saw the headline. And I, I went, what? And I clicked on it. And I started reading it. And I went... Oh fuck me! I can't do this today. I just, yeah, I'm like I gotta go back to bed. <laughs> and then I rubbed my eyes, and I and I opened them up, and I read it again. I took a deep breath, and I said, "Okay, Andrea, you're in Wonderland. This should not come as a surprise. <laughs> Put your big girl pants on today, and go tell people that bees are now fish." I do want a fish hive. this is gonna screw some kids up who said that they're right this is fucked up (laughs) lisa said her mind is hurting (laughs) well just get yourself some you know fuzzy little fish and you'll be fine (laughs) god i I just sometimes i can't do we need do we need a a wonderland award or something we do I think California has definitely won the Wonderland Award. And this next story is not much better. Maybe if I can cover this one, then you can have the one after that. Yeah. Because this is ridiculous. Uh, Again, with the craziness, California State Senate passes a bill to allow schools not to report threats. California State Senate Senate has passed a bill that would allow schools not to report threats or attacks against employees or officials to law enforcement. This is actually Despite smart because if if you don't report the threats then there's no threats. There's less threats if you don't report them. Excuse me? <laughs> I've really fallen into wonderland. Vincent lost his mind. <laughs> Despite the ongoing national shock and outrage over the Uvalde, Texas mass school shooting. The bill, introduced by State Senator Steve Bradford, passed easily last Thursday, just two days after the Uvalde shooting, in which an 18-year-old gunman murdered 19 children and two teachers in an elementary school. The bill repeals a provision of existing law that requires that whenever any employee of a school district or county superintendent of schools is attacked, assaulted, or physically threatened by any pupil, the employee and any person under whose direction or supervision the employee is employed who has knowledge of the incident are required to promptly report the incident incident to specified law enforcement authorities. So <laughs> the American Civil Liberties Union, ACLU, has praised the Bradford Bill as promoting racial equity. Once students make contact with law enforcement, 
they are less likely to graduate high school and more likely to wind up in jail or prison. These harms fall disproportionately on students from marginalized groups, Black, Indigenous, and Latinx students, as well as students with disabilities, are disproportionately referred to law enforcement, cited, and arrested. Proponents claim the bill will protect students from unnecessary interactions with law enforcement. Great idea. What the hell are they thinking? Is that their logic? Like, Yes, that it's safer for the students not to deal with law. You know, because when your child does something bad, you shouldn't punish them. You should reward that bad behavior. Law enforcement isn't just something that is negative like they're portraying. You know, when someone has an emergency, they call 911 and they have their lives saved by policemen and firemen all the fucking time. This isn't, this is ridiculous. This is so stupid. I can't, I can't. I just well, can't. not to mention the fact that most states have a thing. I don't know if you've heard of it or not. Um, I've seen it here. I've never done it because we don't need to. But they have, it's called Shop with a Cop. And it's where police officers will take at-risk youth um, or people who are poor and can't afford school supplies for their mm-hmm. children or whatever. Yeah. And they take these kids shopping. And they buy them stuff. And this money comes out of their, I think, their own pockets. Like, I think the police officers have to volunteer for this program, knowing that this comes out of their pocket. I'm not 100% sure on that, so don't quote that's me. Cool. Maybe it's something that's funded by the department. Yeah. But I don't think so. Um, also, something really cool is ride-alongs. I've, yeah. I've done a couple. You go to your police station, schedule a ride along. You sit in the car with a police officer and you go about their day with them. It really. Um, Not to mention the fact that there are a lot of police officers out there, quite frankly, who carry teddy bears in their trunks. Or stickers and fun stuff. Stick- yeah. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of times if a police officer is put into a situation where they have to arrest a parent in front of a child. They talk, to, they spend the time talking to that child and reassuring them, and they give them that teddy bear. You know, there's, um, we're, our country is working on demonizing the police to such an extent that it's sickening. And yeah, you've got bad cops out there, right? Just like sure. you have bad teachers out there, just like you have bad, you have, Everything. you know, people that steal from their companies, you know, accountants. Um, there's yeah. bad people in the world, period. End of story. Um, you don't need to demonize everybody for one person's misdeed. Yeah. This... And that's what they're doing. And that's what this bill is a reflection of, is that they're demonizing the police. They're making people hate them. People that need their services more now than ever before are afraid mm-hmm. of them because of the demonization. And you know why? It's because most police officers are some of the best people in the world. And what does that do to a community? It unites them, it makes them stronger, and it brings them leadership and common sense and power. They don't want that in your community. That's why they want to shit all over police officers, put the shitty ones in, get the good ones out, all this bullshit. Psychological warfare. That's why we back the blue, especially when you are a great police officer or sheriff who follows the law and does the right thing every time, no matter what, because morals are more important than any other bullshit anyway. So I want to share a story with everybody if I can. I just going to take just a minute and then we'll move on from this. Subject I'd love to hear it. 
Great. So pretty much everybody on this platform knows that my son is adopted and that he's half black. I don't make a secret of it. It's never been a secret. He knows full well about his heritage. Uh, we talk about things openly. With all of the stuff that's on TV, I try to shield my child as much as I can without completely uh, shielding him from everything because I want him to be able to know what's going on. He sees a lot of crap on TV. And sometimes, you know, just like every parent, you're not paying attention to what your kid's watching and stuff like that. And my cop has been, or my kid has been obsessed with cops since he was little. Like his whole goal in life was to be a police officer. And one day he comes up to me and this breaks my heart. And he goes, mom, can I ask you a question? And I go, sure. He goes, do you think cops are going to think I'm a criminal just because I'm black? I'm like, the fact that I'm even having to address this disturbs me greatly. I go, no, honey. I go, cops are not going to think you're a criminal just because of the color of your skin. I go, if you're committing a crime, then you are going to be held accountable for that. I'm like, but if you're just walking down the street and you're just doing your, living your life, going to work, doing whatever it is, going to school, you know, people are not good. He goes, he goes, so if I walk out of the store with candy, he goes, the cops aren't going to think I stole it, right? I'm like, no. I'm like, not unless they have reason to believe that you stole it. Oh, my God. But the fact that, you know, this is not something that people realize, you know, when, and I, this can't possibly just be yeah. me that's dealing with this, you well, know? That reminds me, it reminds me of when I'm driving and a cop pulls up behind me real close and I know they're running my plates and I just, I don't yeah. know why I start sweating. It's not like I do anything illegal. I do the same thing. <laughs> I'm just like, why am I getting nervous? I'm innocent. <laughs> <laughs> exactly or you start really paying attention to your speed and you're like oh crap did i just wibble my car just wobbled i'm gonna get pulled out but you know for a 10 year old boy that should not be this should not be a yeah. conversation that i'm having with people and i have to you know i had to assure him and we sat down and we talked about it you know and i was like honey you got to remember that what they're trying to do is they're trying to demonize the police they're trying to demonize demonize um, different parts of our society and culture and stuff like that. And I said, it's just simply not true. I said, the world will judge you based on the content of your character, not the color of your skin. And I said, for all of those that are going to judge you based on the color of their, your skin, their opinion of you does not matter. They are not important. Hell yeah. Amen to that. Anyway. This does affects this affects our children too. You know, it affects it's yeah. my family. Um, I can't be the only person out there whose family this is affected, and it makes me sad. Yeah, you know, it's heartbreaking. My child shouldn't be asking me questions like that. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Moving on, I'm off my soapbox now. Okay, Texas, Texas Democrat gubernator gubernatorial candidate Beto aka Beta O'Rourke calls for communist style gun confiscation of course he does he's a commie good luck with that in Texas <laughs> I just took the position that, that may not be politically popular maybe too honest that not only should no one be able to purchase an AR-15 or an AK-47 because 
They're designed to kill humans in that high-impact, high-velocity round. We'll just tear up everything inside. You'll bleed out before we can get you back to life. Um, but I don't think that the people who have them right now in civilian use should be able to keep them. Eh, wrong. No one cares what you think. Uh, this isn't an A. This isn't. This isn't an. Um, I'm going to start my 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 gun identifies as a B. <laughs> right. <laughs> or a fish. Ew, a fish. Because I <laughs> need is, to get it on the endangered yeah. species list. <laughs> this isn't a gun. This is a fish. Yeah, what are you talking about? <laughs> just hide it behind a fish tank and be like, look. And then sprinkle some food. Now I see it. Just in the water with little strings. <laughs> <laughs> what a freaking um, commie. Ugh. Yeah. I just say good luck with yeah. that in Texas. Good luck. honestly... You know, you really probably should make sure he doesn't get elected. I, you know, but if he does and he tries a stunt like this, I wish him well. <laughs> I don't know what else to say to that. Yeah, because it's, it's not going to end well for him in Texas. I don't think Texans are are going to oh put that crowd. Dude, Texas is going to be like, all right, peace out, U.S. We're on our own. Yeah, exactly. Changing all the rules here. Can't take our fish. Can't take our freedom. <laughs> <laughs> so this was an interesting one. And I had to read it to, for a minute because it says, Judge Alito halts recount of Pennsylvania ballots received that lacked required date after the recent primary. So, you know, just reading the headline, you're kind of like, what? Why, why would he, you know, do this? So... Basically, what had happened is in Pennsylvania, there were mail-in ballots. Everybody was told you need to have your ballots in by this certain date um, to be counted. Right. And there were ballots that came in. So what this is dealing with, Mm -hmm. it's ballots that actually came in prior to the election. Okay. Yeah. That were not dated on the envelope. Oh yeah. They were still received, so they were signed. It it doesn't talk about anything with signature verification. Um. So. But do you think they should be accepted? I think if they can be legitimately verified, how do we know they? How do we know they came in before or not after if they're not dated? Uh they would be postmarked if they were mailed in. Um, And so I think there must be forms and stuff. So I'm go ahead. I'm kind of to the point with all the election stuff. If it's not properly filled out, if it's like, I I just, especially with the date stuff, when they're bringing in ballots after the cutoff time and stuff and, Oh, we're going to count for three weeks and all this crap. I'm highly like, all right, yeah, no date, throw it away, rip it up. No so date. here's the thing is that what they are allowing, it says we are at a loss to understand how the date on the outside envelope could be material when incorrect dates, including future dates, are allowable, but envelopes where the voter simply did not fill in a date are not. Yeah, this is so fucked up. Oh, my God. It is. And so what needs to happen, this is the problem that you run into when you have mail-in votes and you have things like this, is that if you can verify, so maybe, you know, and I don't know how Pennsylvania elections run. 
This is so, um, this is a terrible situation. I don't know if people have a date stamp or whatever, but there's a lot of fudging that can happen in in all of this, and so um, it, it's crazy and it's chaotic and it puts our courts in an awkward situation because on the one hand do you accept misdated material and not material that's just not dated no i mean where do you where do you draw the line and that's what they're having to do because that's what the situation they're running into in my opinion i think it has to be perfect but i think that could also be taken advantage of I agree. This if you had same day voting, you wouldn't have a problem. Yep. If you're like, okay, today is voting day. Yeah. Everybody go vote. Maybe make it two days. They're like, okay, if you've got a county with a huge population of people, you know, they're like, everybody whose last name starts between A and K goes and votes today. Everybody who is through L and P votes on this day. Everybody else votes on. You could save yourself a lot of trouble, you know. Or just open up uh, more centers. I don't know. It's like, it's not impossible to do it in a day. There are there are ways of doing this that, I mean, the voting, the way that voting has always worked in our country for hundreds of years hasn't changed until recently. And it's always worked in the past. Yeah. You know what? Uh, I just got to, I'll, I'll, never mind. Are you sure? Yeah. But, you know, I guess I can kind of see where they're coming from in the fact that you can't include one and disclude the other, right? In a situation like that. Not that I'm saying that it's right. I think it's, no, it's very fucked up, fucked up. But I get where they're, I get where he's coming from with this. (sighs) And it's something that I just wanted to bring attention to because we're going to start seeing more of these issues as the mail-in ballot thing becomes more predominant mm-hmm. and the oh. left is going to use this to cheat and they're going to be like well voter suppression you know oh my gosh absolutely let's move on <clears throat> um oh this is what more ballot stuff um 19,000 late invalid ballots were counted in Arizona 2020 election uh, election integrity group says and um, newly uncovered documents uh, show more than 20,000 just... ballots were transported from the US Postal Service after election day yeah if you scroll down the actual numbers are in this article that's what I was looking for and, yep they're down a little ways right there on October 28th, they received 58,000 ballots from the post office and then thousands all the way through November 6th. So from voting day, oh, they had to have their ballots in by October 30th, which is important to note. So from October 29th all the way to November 6th, they received late ballots by the thousands. Um, but if you look, so if you just scroll what? back up there for a minute, there was one thing I wanted to bring attention to. Yeah, I wanted to see, does this affect the outcome of the race? It does. Okay. And so here's the thing to keep in mind. So October 28th, they received 58,500. That was a day that was acceptable to send in their votes. On October 29th, 14,000. So a dramatic dramatic drop off, right? The closer you get to the election. October 30th, 10,500. And then October 31st, 
drop down to 6,000. November 1st, 1,500. November 2nd, 1,000. This is all prior to November 3rd. So these ballots are still technically valid. They were told to have them in by October 30th, but obviously, you know, November 3rd, which is election day, there were 2,500 that were um, counted and they're valid as long as they're received by the county no later than 7 p.m. on election day. Now, the what you get is you can see the dramatic drop off of numbers um, from 58,500 all the way down to 1,000. Now, November 4th, there were 18,000 late invalid ballots. And then on November 5th, it drops off again. There was 1,000 more. November 6th, 1,500 more. So now you're at 20,500 extra votes that were invalid that were counted in the election. So in a state where Biden has uh, 11 electoral votes, this definitely can change the election and the outcome. Wow. So that's what I found interesting is you've got a steady drop off of numbers and then all of a sudden it goes after election day and mm-hmm. skyrockets. Yeah, this is because I think they knew they're cheating. They were cheating and they knew how many votes. Um, and out of all of those, those 20,500 late ballots, yeah. only 934 of them were rejected be- due to being late. Wow. My guess is that those were Trump votes. Right. Dude. Which, if they're late, they shouldn't count, right? Whether they're for Trump or Biden. Mm-hmm. But neither should the rest of them. Holy crap. The so. big lie, everybody. Uh, Americans bracing for summer blackouts better hope for tame hurricanes. Uh, today marks the first official day of hurricane season, and with it, new risks to a power grid already on edge. So, you know, the the main point of this is we are already know we already know we're going to face power shortages with the heat waves just like much of the world does mm-hmm. just like we have in the past put on top of that all of the weather manipulation the desert desertification of our farmland the hurricanes the tornadoes the rise in these things that are being predicted and it's a recipe for disaster literally so having preparations in place for these kinds of things including earthquakes including wind storms hail who freaking knows wherever you are you know what you're most likely to encounter flooding who knows prepare prepare have a first aid kit have a fire extinguisher train everybody in your household on how to do basic first aid how to put out a fire how to where to go in case of an emergency when you're out somewhere um have a safety plan have, of what you're going to do in certain situations. And, and make sure your family members know what to do and where to go, how to react. Build an emergency kit. Yeah. Have food. food have water. water. Candles. Candles, Which band-aids, flashlights. Light. Flashlights, batteries, coffee, all of it. You know, the other thing we can you can do, too, if you need help with any of this stuff, is on redpills.tv... If you go to news, you can click the little button that says preparation and survival. 
And there are a lot of articles that we've posted in there that help on different things like that. Um, and use those resources. The, the reason that we put those articles out there are for your use. You know, it's not just for a one day thing, you know, especially the survival articles and stuff like that. This is real world helpful information that is there. It's all in one place. You can find it easily. Um, you know, if you need help finding any of it, reach out to Vince or I, you know, but look at these articles and start going through them and just get a general idea. If you're like, well, what do I do for hygiene? You know, what if this is long lasting? What if it's a week? I know that there was an ice storm in Texas last year that lasted, you know, some people were without electricity or water yeah. for 10 days or more, you know, um, what are you going to do in this situation? You got Hurricane Katrina, which was really bad. Um, people were without water and electricity or even homes to live in, you know, for days. And um, you want to make sure that you're prepared for, you know, yeah. a worst case scenario. What's the evacuation plan in your area? And make sure everybody knows it. Um, yeah. Don't stick around for things like that. Yeah. And if they start calling for these storms and they're like, it's going to be bad, you know, get out, go. I know gas is expensive. You know, that's maybe where that extra gas that you're storing comes in really handy. Um, put it in your car, take it with you, you know, whatever you need to do and get out of Dodge for a little bit. Yep. You know, what you come back to may not be pretty, but at least you'll be alive. Yeah. And of course you all know, <clears throat> one of our sponsors is um, uh, My Patriot Supply. They provide long-term and short-term short food storage, as well as water purification and a lot of other products. If you use them at redpills.tv slash patriot, um, then you help the Red Pill Project while also helping yourself prepare for the worst. So redpills.tv slash patriot. Check out what they have on sale right now. Uh, check out their long-term, short-term food storage, as well as their water purification, which water purification is probably first in what you would oh, yeah. need. Um, and, you know, the other thing you can do, too, is you can visit Mike Lindell. Get yourself a comfy pillow because everybody deserves a little bit of comfort in a really crappy situation. Mike Lindell waking people up while helping them sleep better than any other patriot in the U.S. <laughs> exactly. Um, well, you know, people seem to tend to forget about some of those small comforts in life, right? Yeah. And I think that that's just as equally important. You know, um, are you going to have time to run around and, you know, gather up all your pillows and stuff from all over the house or wherever they're at in the, every bedroom? Maybe just buy a couple extra pillows and have them ready to go. It's not a terrible idea. I've... I am like one of the, I'm a pillow hoarder. I'm sorry. Tell everybody that I am a pillow hoarder. I've, I finally had to get rid of some pillows because I had too many. Wow. I'm like, I'm packing these around. I'm like, but I've got pillows for anybody who comes to my house. So, saying. Yeah. So that's um, code RPP at mypillow.com. And it's Father's and almost Father's Day too. It is almost Father's Day. They have the best slippers. They have the best robes. Buy your daddy. Buy your daddy um, good slippers. Yeah, and when you use code RPP, that does apply a discount. So it does. on most items, some items up to sixty six percent. So um, I think they're actually running a deal on slippers right now too. Oh, that's so, good. So for all those hardworking daddies out there that bust their butts every day for their families, 
you need they need to come home and be able to sink their tired feet into some nice comfy slippers. I love slippers. I think I'm like slipper biased. You know, my husband does too. And it's really <laughs> hard because his feet are like skis. So <laughs> to find slippers that fit his giant feet is difficult. But he has more slippers than I do. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's like, sleep over at Andrea's. <laughs> They're like, she's got blankets and pillows and slippers. Hey, Andrea. Hey, Andrea over here. I need a pillow and a pair of slippers, please. <laughs> Is this a camping trip at your house this year? <laughs> All right. Onward here. The U.S. is to send medium-range rocket systems to Ukraine. Biden said medium-range. But it's not high-range. Yeah, so this is misleading. They say it could be used for high-precision attacks inside Ukraine, but not for shooting into Russia. Let me put this straight. If you move that rocket system to the border, it's going to shoot into Ukraine, okay? You might not be able to shoot Ukraine from the other side of the country, but I could throw a rock from Ukraine to Russia if I get close enough to the border. So this is bullshit. Um, Not as dangerous as a long-range... Solution, right, it's obviously but... not going to go as far, but still, you know, you position it properly and you can hit assets in Russia. Absolutely. With it, um, this is what their goal is. They're like, but we're not sending high-range rockets or long-range rockets. Yeah. You think Russia's going to They're like this. You know, really care? Hey, Russia, I'm not touching you. I'm not touching you. I'm not touching you. I know. I'm not touching you. That's... The U.S. is kind of like the annoying five-year-old that won't leave you alone. Yeah. Like, it's like, yo. This is just escalation. Is totally. really what it boils down to. They want war. Yeah. All right, onward, Andrea. Yeah. So U.S. military hackers conducting offensive operations in support of Ukraine, says head of Cyber Command. Of course they are, because, you know, why not? In an exclusive interview with Sky News, General Paul Nakasone confirmed for the first time that the U.S. had conducted a series of operations in response to Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Uh, U.S. military hackers have conducted offensive operations in support of Ukraine, the head of U.S. Cyber Command has told Sky News. Um, speaking in Tallinn, Estonia, the general, who is also director of National Security Agency, told Sky News he is concerned every single day about the risk of a Russian cyber attack targeting the U.S. and said that the hunt forward activities were an effective way of protecting both America as well as allies. Interesting, huh? Oh, it's very interesting. Um, You know, everything is just... Now, from what I could gather, this general, Nakasone, is Mm -hmm. not... I don't believe that he's as corrupt as some of the rest of our military. Um, I could be wrong, but I think he's legitimately concerned for the safety and security of the U.S. I don't trust Um, him. I, I don't trust any of them. Honestly, I just don't think that... I don't think he's as corrupt as some of them. Basically He's the director of the NSA. Yeah. Scary. Right. I don't like it. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Hopefully. Voter fraud leads to reversed result in California local government election. This is a little bit out of order. Sorry about that, everybody. That's my fault. 
there was an election uh, to the Compton, an election in Compton uh, for Compton, California City Council has been overturned due to the discovery of election fraud in a close race, race in which the winning candidate has been charged with voter fraud and bribery. Compton City Council member Isaac Galvin, who appeared to win his seat by the slimmest possible margin of one vote, was arrested last year, along with five other people, and charged with conspiracy to commit election fraud. Uh, he will be replaced by Andre Spicer after a judge ruled Friday that four of the votes in the election were invalid because they were cast by people who did not live in the district. Yeah. This is just, you know, there is election fraud on every level of government, all the way down to local small town city governments <laughs> or town governments. Look at this um, sign. Wear your mask. Keep six feet distance. Be woke. Be woke. Vote. Get Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, fuck you. California's lost its mind. So, you know. I would be like, I don't want to vote here. It's just scaring me. There, there is a lot of. Well, I've heard that Compton is pretty scary anyway. I don't know. I've never actually been there. So. I've been there. It's just what I've heard. I know California seems a little scary to a Montana girl, so Nah, it's <laughs> fine. Just don't make eye I contact. Mean, you go there and they've got flying fish, so <laughs> that pollinate almond orchards. I don't know, that's kinda of creepy. Alright, <laughs> let's move on. The election stuff really brings me down. Right. Europol warns weapons shipped to Ukraine could be used by criminal groups for years. I think this is something that we kind of already know. Yeah. I just thought that it was interesting that it's being reported now. Basically, there's no oversight to where these weapons are going. Mm-hmm. They could end up in the hands of terrorists and be yeah, used. Yeah, like that one. Act. Yeah, exactly. That is one of the biggest terrorists out there right now. But this is something that's happened in the past. And there are weapons that we currently, that we've sent previously to other countries um, during times of war that are still currently being used by um other militaries and stuff. Yeah. Kind of like the billions of dollars worth of the military when we we left in Afghanistan. Uh Oh yeah, totally. This is so there's no oversight to any of this stuff. I mean, our weapons are just out there and honestly could be used against us. Mm -hmm. They're going to get into the hands of terrorists guaranteed. Um, A global ESG system is almost here. Should we be worried? Day two of the World Economic Forum's annual meeting in Davos, Switzerland, started off on a concerning note. Some of the chief architects of environmental, social, and governance scores met during the session called Global ESG for Global Resilience and have clearly decided to double down on their objective for a new global economic order that transcends national borders and replaces free market capitalism. I think this is why you're seeing companies like uh, this Bank of Bank of America, State Farm, so on and mm-hmm. so forth, doing the things that they're doing and making the decisions that they're making. Um, and this has a top-down, you know, domino effect. So yes. these large companies, basically, if you want to do business with these large companies, yep. you're going to have to meet their standards in order to do business with them. Exactly. And so it, it's a trickle-down effect where... Well, they're requiring this. Well, you have to, you have to have the same standards. If you want to play the game, you have to play with by our rules. So, what this sets, it set, what it's setting up for is a, at least in, in my opinion and in my 
kind of my hope, I guess, is a dual economy. Oh. Where you have people like us who are going to refuse to buy into the system, who are going to want an alternative. And that's where it's up to us to, you know, you support local, you support small businesses, you know, you buy eggs and meat and milk and stuff from your local farmers instead of your grocery store that requires that, you know, you, I don't know, raise your fist to be able yeah. every time you walk through the door. It's going to be a parallel um, economy. Exactly. And that's what we need. And that's how we fight against this. And once people get sick and tired of being denied services because they're not woke enough, then they have some place to go in that parallel economy. And pretty soon this whole thing falls apart because it can't support itself. Right. They're going to be like, hey, you're supposed to be playing our game. Come on. Come on. You guys, yeah. come on. And then they're not going to be able to sustain themselves if nobody participates. Ha -ha. Exactly. We're smart. Yeah. Um, I want to take a second real quick. We're not uh, – we did notice you guys supporting us. Um, Black Jester 101 donated ice cream. Yay also donated ice cream and lemons. So thank you guys so much. We appreciate that very, 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 very much. All right. I just wanted to take a second before I forgot. Um, <clears throat> uh, you're absolutely right with that, Andrea. Um, it's very, it's a very interesting situation here and, uh, I'm going to resist it to the best of my ability. I am too. And you know, there's no reason why we can't, does it make life a little uncomfortable and inconvenient? Absolutely. But is it worth it? I mean, well, what price is convenience worth? Not freedom. Yeah, exactly. Um, Fluff420 donated a, a diamond. Thank you, dude. Thank you, Fluff. Appreciate that. Uh, let's move on here. Andrea, you want to take this? Take it away? Uh, yeah. Give me one second. Okay. Environmentally friendly digital children who will not deplete the planet of any of its natural resources. No, yeah. Sorry. What the I what? had somebody walk by my window. I apologize. Okay. Um. um so this is I don't I I didn't read this whole article I just uh... so this one basically it's saying that um, parents now have the option of deciding that they don't want if they don't want children they can have a digital child oh what the f and yeah it's really disturbing um, in the fact that um, it says parents will see and interact with their offspring through next generation AR glasses and haptic gloves. These devices allow users to experience a realistic sense of touch when handling virtual or holographic objects. For as low as $25 a month, you can have your own virtual child without actually becoming a real parent. This is really disturbing. Um, yeah. Basically, it all has to do with depopulation. So they want they're saying that there's you know could potentially be 11 billion people um in overcrowded mega cities rife with crime disease and extreme food shortages so this is what they're pushing to get to their their agenda pushed forward and it's disturbing to say the least it's wrong and as a parent myself there is no way that 
being a virtual parent is ever going to replace being a real parent with a real human child. Um, there are people in this world who don't want children. I have an aunt that is one of them. She never wanted children. She doesn't really care for children. Good for her. She doesn't have children. Um, and you know what? That's okay. There are people that don't want children, and you shouldn't have children if you don't want them. Mm-hmm. Um, this is you know. this is setting people up for more mental illness. It's and like it really is. It's like those people who carry like adults who carry dolls around and pretend to have living. Like, have you heard of these people? I've seen them on the freaking TV. They carry dolls around like they're mm-hmm. actually babies because they're mentally ill. Right. This is going now, to be this kind of this is the same thing here. Yeah, exactly. So this is. Um, this can spell the end of humanity. And I don't people think people realize the repercussions of this. You know, um, if people stop having children and for these virtual children, in less than one generation, humanity will die off. And and then what are we left with? Um, Fish and cats and dogs. Like, I don't know. I, I Yeah, it's just, it's Orwellian and disturbing um, and they're saying that, you know, by 2050 or 2070, that this is going to be normal. No. no. And I don't think so. I I have a hard time. Well, what's normal to them? The 1% of LGBTQ plus, 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 whatever. That's normal to them. Everybody's LGBTQ plus. No, this is not. No, it's actually the huge, vast minority. Stop trying to normalize right. crazy. Or like just well, not to mention the lie. fact that the the mental illness that this causes. So you get people, let's say young adults, and they're like, "Oh, I want to try Parenthood out," and they sign up. They, they sign up for this service, right? And they have this virtual baby, and they're like, "The baby's crying," and or whatever, and they're like, "They're like, I don't want to deal with this right now." <laughs> what if they're just like they take the headsets off, they throw the gloves out, and they're like, "Okay, I'm done. I don't. I'm not dealing with this crying baby." Mm-hmm. Well, then. They're like, hey, this is kind of cool. Maybe I do want to be a parent. And they have a baby. You can't just disregard a baby at that point. You don't get the option of saying, I don't want to deal with this crying baby anymore. I don't want to play this game anymore. It takes away the reality of humanity. Exactly. It It takes away the humanity of humanity. It it disassociates Um, people from the reality of the situation that this is a human soul by associating it with a hologram yes or it's a game it's nothing more than a game and it's called dissociative disorder it's an actual mental illness and they're the they're wanting to create this for people um just like they're creating uh mental illnesses through gender dysphoria you know that these are real mental illnesses and they're actually working on actively creating these mental illnesses in a large majority of the population Mm -hmm. So I see stuff like this, and it disturbs me greatly. Yeah, that's a really good find, Andrea. Creepy find. Thank Super you. Perfect cool. for today. Right. <laughs> um, it's onward. Well with Wonderland. Yeah, we're going a little bit over to, to again today. So uh, special treat for you all this Wednesday. Uh, this is interesting. The Central Bank of Azerbaijan switches its interbank payment system to ISO two zero zero two two. Where did we hear that? Josh has been calling it forever. They're doing it. It's happening. 
digital banking people. Yep. Cryptocurrency. That's what this is. More on that at 530, I'm sure. Josh can explain it way better than I can. <laughs> yeah, I'll leave that for him. This was kind of weird. Uh, Milky Way Galaxy has four malicious alien civilizations that can attack Earth. One of them is humans. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that last part I added. Yeah, this is weird. That is really strange. The, um, the New York this Post. This is the New York Post. <laughs> so, um, you know, are they setting the narrative for an alien invasion? Yes. Um, or could it be that are we going to see nuclear war break out and potentially have aliens that stop that from happening, but they have no way of explaining it. And so now they've got to normalize aliens, right? Yeah. And then scare people with it. I mean, there's a lot of different things. It's all um, supposition at this point. You know what they say in that article, though? They're like, being invaded by aliens is just as likely as being hit by an asteroid. It's like, whoa, that's pretty, I mean. <laughs> okay, how many times in the past has Earth been hit by asteroids? Who knows? Oh, I'm going to guess a lot. I mean, it's been around for billions of years, so. Probably yeah, tons. I'm guess a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it only has to happen every once every couple of thousand years for it to be a lot. I mean, yeah, it's crazy. True. Thank you, Alan. God wins. Gifted us a cookie. Thank you. Oh, thank you. I love cookies in the morning with my coffee. Oh, I wish I had a cookie right now. Right? It was funny because um, I was talking to my mom and she's like, I hid the cookies. <laughs> I'm like, if I really want a cookie that bad, I'm just going to ask you for one and expect you to give it to me. Oh I'm, my God. You know, 23 years old. <laughs> I hid them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, are you hiding them for me or my kid? Because both. Leave I don't alone. typically sneak cookies. I don't typically feel the need to sneak anything at my age. Get your own cookies. <laughs> I'm like, you're still trying that trick. Huh? It didn't work when I was a kid. I know. I know, right? <laughs> oh, I know your hiding spot. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's hilarious. I've known you for a really long time, Mom. You can't hide shit from me. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> Leave her cookies I have alone. no problem. They say, you know, when you're an adult, anytime your parent has something and you need it, it's just automatically yours. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so I just figure her cookies are my cookies. Nah, nah, my mom does the same thing. <laughs> you like go visit your parents and your mom's like i hit the cookies i hit them <laughs> yeah, that, yeah you can't have cookies that's so funny <laughs> that's, with you, i can't do eat cookies that's too funny i'll go buy my own cookies if i want them that bad <laughs> oh my gosh all right let's talk health oh well china of course, the Chinese media and influencers are blaming the U.S. for the spread of monkeypox, just like Russia was doing the other day as well. You know, I don't know that they're completely wrong about that, honestly. Right? But, uh, they could be spot on. Who knows? Interesting. Right? Very interesting. Are they right? Are they wrong? I don't know. Is it concerning? Yes. Am I scared? Not really. Just to answer a few questions. All right. right. Onward. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, UK government weighs paying for coal supply to keep plants. 
imagine that um, right so what they want to do what they're talking about is you know while we go into the next age of the world where we don't use fossil fuels actually we should probably keep all our plants running so let's just make sure we have enough supply to do that just in case what why oh is it because it's actually not that big of an issue and you guys are just playing stupid games and it's gonna really screw you over if you ditch it completely yes idiots so they're like we need enough coal to keep our plants functioning because we're probably gonna have to go back to these fuels that make more sense and actually sustain our population and our energy needs instead of this put a pinwheel out in your garden and let it kill all the birds and barely provide any energy it's bullshit they're so silly this just goes to show you their sustainable energy is a fake not sustainable prospect yeah and just as an FYI, I just got a text from my mom. She's like, I'll get you cookies. <laughs> I hope that she listens to my show. Oh, my gosh. Don't fall for her tricks. <laughs> I like Oreos. So. No. <laughs> Don't fall for her tricks. How dare you do that to your mother? All right. <laughs> I love my mom. She knows I love her. <laughs> she just texts me. She's like, I'll give you cookies. Oh, my God. She's like, geez, drop it. It's not that big of a deal. <laughs> She's like, people are going to think I'm terrible. No. She's a great mother. No. She's kept me alive all these years. She hasn't killed me despite my, my probably well, deserving it. Not yet. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we got two health articles, and then I think we are done. All right. And I don't want to spend too much time on these because it's disturbing everything with this stupid jab stuff. All is. right. Um, what, yeah. Well, right before that, with the supply oh, chain yeah. issues that we have, India um, rice shortages could be next. India's India's the world's top rice shipper, accounting for 40% of the trade. And they're talking about starting to restrict what they are moving out of their country with their rice production. So we could see huge rice shortages globally here. Coming well, up. And they're not able to grow as much rice. And I think we covered the story yesterday in California where they grow um, a huge portion of the rice that's provided here in the U.S. And they're actually dumping water into the ocean because of... 50% of it goes, 50% of the water is conserved for environmental purposes. 40% is for agriculture, and they're dumping a bunch of it in the ocean. I'm like, so. A lot of this, like Josh has been saying, is manufactured. Yep. Manufacture a crisis so you can provide a solution that's ESG standard based. Oh, yeah. Uh, all right, let's talk a little bit about health. Canadian. If you just thought it was California that was losing your mind, be prepared. Canada, Canada is also uh, losing its ever-loving mind, too. Canadian doctor illegally administered COVID shots to hundreds of infants as young as six months old. Um, so this doctor was like, well, I just thought I was doing the right thing. These parents wanted the job, the jab for their kids anyway, so I was just helping them out. Yeah, get out of here. I hope he's held accountable when all of this comes crashing down around everybody's head. Um, and it's not even legal in Canada for anybody under the age of five to get this shot. 
So literally what he's doing, even though they're promoting the jab, is still illegal. Yeah. And he's not, of course, being held accountable. Wow. Huh. Lastly. Disturbing and disgusting. COVID vaccine from AstraZeneca is found to increase risk of Guillain-Barre and other neurological conditions. Go figure. Yeah. I think the AstraZeneca, the AstraZeneca vaccine is predominantly in the UK. Um, I don't know how much of it. What we have here in the US, I think, is mostly Moderna and Pfizer. Um, I think there's some AstraZeneca vaccines here in the U.S., but I think that the majority of this is European. Still, they're all bad. Remember the whole they, list they of hundreds are. of hundreds of side effects that was released for one of them? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah. and it also looks like Johnson & Johnson, or the Janssen vaccine, yeah. is also linked to Guillain-Barre. So, you know, don't take any of them. Mm-mm. Well, listen to your smart doctors, which all the doctors that know what they're saying, in my opinion, are saying... It's very bad. So, talk to them. Um, if you have somebody that's promoting it, go find a different doctor. Yeah, my, uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, Fluff four twenty just donated one diamond. Thank you, thank, thank you, you kind sir. Thank you, thank you. Oh, what a corrupt medical system. Yeah. Ah, well. Yeah, corrupt world. Do you have any final thoughts for today's Wednesday as we go into the thick of it and uh, wrap it up here, at, in, I, at I, least in the States? We still have a whole day ahead of us over here. Right, exactly. Yeah. So I do. I have this, and this is what I will end on for today. Okay. So whatever it's worth. It is a quote that somebody posted and shared on their social red pill by Edward Gibbon, who's a historian. It says, <clears throat> in the end, more than freedom, they wanted security. They wanted a comfortable life, and they lost it all. Security, comfort, and freedom. When the Athenians finally wanted not to give to society, but for society to give to them, when the freedom they wished for most was freedom from responsibility, then Athens ceased to be free and was never free again. Greece. Wow. Keep that in mind. I saw that this morning, and I was, yeah, good choice. Thank you for sharing. I think Ye posted that, right? I think so. I'm not 100% sure, but I think it was Ye that posted that, yes. Thank you, Ye. Um, she always posts the best stuff. She does. Um, so that's uh, my word of wisdom today. Okay, thank you so much. Um, let's see here. Uh, everybody, I hope you have a great day. We'll be around. And um, if you want to find us and the rest of the Red Pill family... We're not just here every day. We're also on the social red pill all the time. www.socialredpill.com. You could join for free. It's just a social network for us and our uh, other people that are like-minded and want to share memes. They want to share information. They want to conversate. They want to talk about books. They want to find resources. That's a good place to do it. Um, you know, some people just share their gardens and share their projects and, um, there's groups and all kinds of fun stuff. So come say hello at the social red pill, www.socialredpill.com. We're all there. Josh is there too. You can send him messages and stuff. It's, co- it's yeah. kind of cool. Um, and just real quick, thank you to Yay for your diamond. You donated oh. diamond. Yay. So, um, yay. Yay for Yay. Oh, that's <laughs> not what I meant. I was going to say. <laughs> thank you, Yay. Yes. <laughs> no <laughs> pun intended there. 
Um, mine was. Oh, I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not me. Um, now, maybe, okay. I don't know. But um, other than that, you guys, thank you for your continuous support. Yay, uh, Fluff, Black Jester. We appreciate that. As well as you over there, Alan. Thank you, everybody, for the gifts this morning. I hope you enjoyed the show. We will be live again tonight. Well, uh, Joshua Reed and I will be live tonight at 5.30 p.m. Pacific, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time with the Daily Dose. It's going down. They're not stopping. This news never stops. The global conspiracy never stops. So tune in to hear what Josh has to say about all of that. Uh, Other than that, this Friday... We're going to be having a special episode of Fringe. So uh, get ready. Friday's coming soon, you guys. Hang in there. Destroy whatever you're working on this week. And just knock the ball out of the park, as they say, I guess, if you're baseball fans out there. Probably not. But you know what? Don't forget to collect the uh, honey from your fish either. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Dominate this week. All right. and uh take care everybody we'll see you again soon thank you goodbye bye guys